psychologists, coaches, and pretty much anyone involved in human improvement all seem to agree the first step in anything that involves self-control, which means practically everything, is to set clear goals. But here's the interesting thing about that. Setting goals isn't really a problem for most people. We all have goals, even the least disciplined among us. So the problem for most of us, researchers say, is not a lack of goals, but rather too many of them. When asked by researchers to list their personal goals, most people have no trouble coming up with at least 15 goals. 15 goals. That's a lot of goals. It's like the performer who's trying to keep too many plates spinning at one time. She can only manage so many at a time, so the result is a lot of broken plates. The problem, researchers say, is that having too many goals means that it's inevitable that some of them will begin to conflict with one another because they're all demanding our attention. The result of conflicting goals isn't just inaction, it's unhappiness, and that's no good. By asking people about their goals and then monitoring them, researchers identified three main consequences of conflicting goals. First, you worry a lot. Psychologists call that rumination. Second, you get a whole lot less done. You replace that much-needed action with rumination. People with clear, non-conflicting goals tend to forge ahead and make progress where the rest of us tend to get stuck. Third, your health suffers, physically as well as mentally. Conflicting goals lead to negative emotions, depression, and anxiety. They can even lead to physical sickness. The more the goals conflict, the more we get stuck, and the more unhappy and unhealthy we become. The best thing is to eliminate excess goals. But simply eliminating some of your excess goals is only half the problem. The other half is that we tend to be too fussy about all of our goals, even if there are a limited, reasonable number of them. What do I mean by that? When researchers tested goal setting with three different groups, one, a group with no goals, two, a group with daily goals, and three, a group with monthly goals, they found that the group with monthly goals not only outperformed the other groups in the short run, but the effects of their goal setting strategy endured even after a full year. Why? Because daily plans are hard to make and keep. They're time-consuming to make and keep, and they usually lack any sort of flexibility. So, you wind up feeling locked into this rigid, grinding sequence. But maybe even more important than that is this little well-known but often ignored axiom. Life rarely goes exactly according to plan. The result? Those daily, rigid, difficult-to-make-and-keep plans can quickly become demoralizing as soon as you fall off schedule or drop some of those spinning plates. On a personal level, this was a real aha moment for me when I first learned about it because it made me realize something. I've always hated it when people try to micromanage me. I'd rather have you point me in the right direction, provide me with the resources when I need them, and then let me do my job. I'm a self-starter and I'm a self-motivator once I have a plan. But when I make plans that are too rigid, too fussy, I'm actually micromanaging myself. No wonder I hate it so much. But being so rigid also puts me in a place where I don't allow for the fact that while I may make great plans, 
Ultimately, says Proverbs 16.9, it is the Lord who determines and directs my steps. So what's the answer? Psychologists say people function best with firm boundaries and guidelines, not with rigid micromanagement, even if that micromanagement is self-inflicted. The next time you have a project to tackle, try this. Create a plan based on a few clear goals. Leave plenty of room for flexibility and improvisation whenever and wherever it becomes necessary. Then work your plan. If you do this, you'll be much more likely to keep the necessary plate spinning, or as I say here, to stick the landing.